in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Adam Crowley, Colin Dunlap. Steelers preseason reaction. Devin Bush made a fourth down stop, Colin. Yeah, he stinks. Uh. So that's fun. You know, Devin Bush, this is one of those things, too, where I continue to trick myself and trick myself and want to talk myself into something when the obvious is just in front of me. And he might be. And I don't know. It's a long shot. He might be a good guy. I don't know if he is or not. I'm just... I don't need to see much more body of work to know that he's not anything more than a slightly below average NFL football player. Yeah. In the moments like the fourth down stop he had in the whole in the preseason game and, and what he did and the moments like they just get offset by not being able to fight off a block or not hustling back on a play or not doing what he needs to do. I just can't let those moments like fill in that hole. When I thought Miles Jack made just a good play, by the way, but I, I can't let those moments offset or trick me into thinking he's a good football player. He's actually going to contribute. And I have to stop myself in the middle of them and go, well, wait, wait, I'm going to need to see about honestly 15 of those in a five game span to where he's even back to level par. Yeah. The problem is, he gets sucked up on that third and 17 run by a tight end. It went for 27 yards. If he gets off his block, it winds up being like a nine, 10 yard gain. And it's not spectacular, but it's what you should do. So as much as people celebrated or at least pointed out that he made that play on fourth down with miles Jack. Okay. You got to make the routine plays too. And he right. Marion Motley didn't block him, you know? Right. And the problem with Devin Bush to me, isn't, well, there's a lack of explosion plays and, and splash plays. I mean, that's a big deal. It should be at, at pick number 10. It's also, he doesn't make the routine plays. So it's not only this guy isn't a star, but he's not even NFL average. Like I would settle for Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds is the opposite. Terrell Edmonds doesn't make the splash, but Terrell Edmonds, he plays every single game. He played the second most number of snaps in the box for a safety last year. And I thought played pretty well. And he's a useful player. He, to me, is not a bust. Devin Bush is a failure in a bust. The problem now, though, is, uh-oh, the hell are you going to do? What, where do you turn? In the DeMonte Casey injury, Steelers are going to play a lot of dime this year. That sort of throws that thing in the trash can, too. He's going to be on the field a lot, Colin. Yeah, it's troublesome. It truly is. I don't know. They, they just can't hide him, and they can't scheme away from having him on the field, right? which is very troublesome. So I don't know. It's, I was thinking about this, right? Terrell Edmonds and Devin Bush, they have to be in our lifetime. Well, think about, think about three guys on defense. Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush, and who was the fellow from Miami that was the track star? that was Artie Burns. Can you think of three first-round picks in Steelers history that you've seen fewer people wearing their jersey? Wow. You know, normally the first-round pick, somebody's buying. There there are more Kenny Pickett jerseys in oh, one easily. month than all three of those guys who were ever produced combined. 
Yeah, because they never even, I mean, I guess Devin Bush kind of did, but they never even flashed to the point where we need to get this guy's jersey. Jarvis Jones probably had more jerseys than them just because he was a defensive player of the year in the SEC, for God's sakes. So, yeah, we don't we don't really have – I can't think off the top of my head who else would fit in that category of late. It's crazy. Of all Najee of- Harris has a bunch already because he's a skill position guy. Right. The offensive lineman had him because Marquise Pouncey was a hog, and same with David DeCastro. You'll still see David DeCastro jerseys walking around. Right, right. It, I, I can't think of a guy who was re- – two guys who were recently picked, like Bush and like Edmonds, in the first round, that if you go down to a tailgate party, you go to a game, you walk around – you can walk for 20 hours and not see Bush a couple, very sporadic. Evander Hood? Zygmunt Hood. Evander Ziggy Hood, yes. But I'm talking about guys still on the team. Oh, yeah. You just don't, in their first round picks, and you, you know, don't see their jersey. You know, it's a weird phenomenon. You see more Friarmuth times a million. Big time. Big time. Oh, there's no question about that. Have you seen the skinny guy? With the big man jersey, that's always wild to me. This is a this is a oh this is a great conversation. I got I've a I got a buddy. Go ahead, I, go you, ahead. You've thought about this. I got a buddy who he's like me. He's like five nine, whatever, one fifty, uh-huh. and he has an old school Dan Kreider jersey. And nice. we're not even going up big time in the size, but like you'll see you'll see some skinny dude like Craig Riley, our boss. He's uh-huh. like he's like six feet, one hundred and thirty five pounds. This guy. Imagine him wearing like a Casey Hampton jersey. Right. How do you relate to that guy? Craig, for people who don't know, Craig, if they have kids, if you've ever watched that that cartoon, Doug, he looks like Doug Funny, that guy Doug. Jesus. Is that a good call? I mean, nine for nine. <laughs> yes. Anyhow, here was my thought. I backed away from it some, but it was a thought that I've had years ago. They should only sell the jersey in the size of the true guy. Oh, I have heard you say that before. And I think that that would like, because I don't need to see (laughs) the 11 X Najee Harris. And by by the other side of it, I don't need to see the women's small Casey Hampton. You know what? It never made sense. It might be even funnier. Like you said, in reverse where there's a guy who's pushing four bills and he's got like a Sean Sweezum Jersey on. Because hey, the guy just Gunner a big Olszewski. fan. Yes. Yeah, right. Speaking of Gunnar Olszewski. Oh, he's going to make this team. He's, and- he's on the team, this guy. Good for Gunnar. Good for Gunnar. Really happy for Gunnar Olszewski. When do you want to see him catch a ball? Uh, list all the receivers, though. Even the guys that are these fringe guys. When do you want to see Gunnar? The only time I guess no. I want to see him catch a ball is fair catch a punt. I need him to catch balls because I need him to be effective via the jet sweep. Because I do think getting him in the open field is something you want to do. I mean, that's why he's on the team from a punt and kickoff return standpoint. But I think if you can get him in the open field on some of those jet sweeps, I think that's going to help too. The problem is you can't only have him in there whenever he's going to run a jet sweep and you hand him the football. Or or he's in there and you're going to fake hand him the football. That's not going to wind up being effective. So I do think he needs to catch a ball here and there. But you you start listing guys, Deontay Johnson's your one, and then it doesn't matter. Then Chase Claypool, uh, George Pickens, Boykin looks like he might be a guy. Anthony Miller got hurt. 
Uh, Steven Sims right. is, I mean, he's shown some uh, speed. Calvin Austin's going to come off the disabled list at some point, yep. the inactive list. And that doesn't mean that he, I mean, he's going to play whenever he's ready to play, too. Um, Martavis Bryant didn't play for a while, and then eh, you pull the band aid off, let's go. Or I guess you pull the ripcord, or I don't know, you make the analogies. You're the analogy guy. He was yes, ready to go. Certainly. So your point is a good one. Uh, I would rather the ball be in any number of those guys' hands, Pat Firemuth included, Gentry included in the red zone, and uh, your running back than, than Gunnar Olszewski. Maybe both running backs catching it out of the backfield. Yeah. I just It's sexy and it's cool and it's neat to see that kind of guy make the team. Is it just Ryan Switzer luxury keeping around again and he's never going to touch the football? I, yeah, I'm always I'm always dubious of paying the guy who's only a special teamer. Um, there is value, I suppose, depending on the guy. Like there is Hayward Bay. He's your sixth receiver. He's going to run down. He's going to blow people up. And from time to time, if you if you have an injury, he's going to come in and play. That has value to me. He's yeah, they got one of those. And he wears 44. Well, right, right. Um, <laughs> I mean. This is. I, I hate it. I'm. I'm not trying to up, uh, upset your argument here. No. But I, I. You only got so many roster spots. Well, like I don't know if if 44 was not on this roster, <laughs> then it does change something. You know who might be as good as 44 on special teams already is Robinson, <laughs> and Cam Hayward's brother. Right. You don't need. You don't need to pay a guy now if you've had. Uh, as little success in the kick and punt return game as the Steelers have for a while, I'm okay with paying a Gunnar Olszewski for that. A guy to run down and hit somebody, though? Come on. Get somebody who's hungry and smart. Bang. There you go. You got a special teams guy. It's not that hard to find that guy, I don't think. And if it is, get a different special teams coach. You don't need to be paying money for that guy. And you certainly don't need to be paying money for that guy and Gunnar Olszewski, though they do different things. That's two now starters, if you will, quote-unquote, on special teams. But for Gunnar, it makes sense to me because you've been so bad at punt and kick returns in the recent past. Derek Watt may have the best job in America. And I'm not talking in football. I'm talking in all walks of life in America. Plays a game for a living, which everybody wants to do, right? Gets paid not just handsomely, but – the second most at what he does. And they only call him into work pretty much eh, the equivalent of a half a day a week. Yep. You know? And then when it's go time, when it's show time, when it's there, he doesn't have a solo. He doesn't, he isn't even part of the chorus in the back. They're just like, hey, guy, stand behind the curtain. And if something crazy happens, you just got to run on stage for like <laughs> 10 seconds. And it's good. Oh, how much am I getting paid? Oh, the only guy making more than you at what you do is the Polish last name guy that went to Harvard that's from the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Yeah, who's actually a who actually plays the position. <laughs> right. It's that is crazy to me. It is highway robbery. Again, he might be, and I've heard he's a wonderful guy. It's a gross miscalculation what he's being paid. Are we burying the biggest story from preseason game number three, Colin? Let's bring it to you next. We sure will. Fourth down, Steel City. 